election and Obamacare. Joe Biden is addressing speculation. He'll try to add more justices to the conservative-leaning Supreme Court if he's elected. He spoke with WKRC-TV at a campaign stop in Cincinnati. I'm not a fan of court packing, but I'm not, I don't want to get off on that whole issue. President Trump talked about his opponent during his first campaign rally since he was diagnosed with the coronavirus. He may be the worst presidential candidate in history, and I got him. I got him. Mr. Trump did not wear a, ma a face mask at his stop in Sanford, Florida, and neither did most of the people in the crowd. In the battleground state of Georgia, they lined up for hours to cast ballots on the first day of early voting, including this man in suburban Atlanta. We made it, Joe. We made it. We made it. It's been an honor to share this almost 11-hour experience. And we did it. <laughs> Early voting begins today in Texas. Johnson & Johnson has put its late-stage COVID vaccine on tr trial, that is, on hold after a volunteer got sick. Dr. William Schaffner at Vanderbilt Medical Center. Most pauses are not very long. You know, a few days to maybe a week or two. While the Data Safety Monitoring Board reviews the medical information, which may just be developing. AstraZeneca's trial in the UK is also on hold. A lot of people are paying down their debt during the pandemic. Correspondent Cammy McCormick. Credit card balances are falling. April through June saw the steepest decline on record, $76 billion. More Americans are paying off their credit cards. Overall household debt shrank by nearly $1,000 among households. Some of that may be due to stimulus checks and paused student loan payments and more Americans to closer to home. Check out a new guitar that plays all by itself. Radiohead's Ed O'Brien using the circle guitar. It uses a rotating disc to strum its own strings, freeing up the player's hand to make other sounds. S&P futures are down 11. This is CBS News. These days, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more, so we can all be at our very best. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, and 38% more lutein, plus more folate and iodine too all to help you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Country Legends, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Some artists stick to making records. Marin Morris is not one of those artists. She's also an activist and proud of it. I'm not worried. It's not political. It's not partisan to be like, these people need justice. There needs to be reform. It's, it's a human issue. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. There's a new assessment of learning from home. Volusia County school officials say hundreds of students learning at home are doing poorly. Board Chair Carl Persis. Two-thirds of the students at the high school and middle school levels had at least one course where they received a D or an F. Now the district wants those students back in the classroom. Teachers Union President Elizabeth Albert says with no room for social distancing. Literally in some cases inches apart. It's too dangerous for students and teachers. The district says it's trying to be flexible but wants kids back on track. We want every child to be successful. Peter King, CBS News Orlando. Amazon's not the only place you can get prime deals today and tomorrow. This year, competitors are offering to match prices on Amazon's big discount days with some exclusions. At Bed Bath & Beyond, you can't couple it with a coupon and Walmart won't honor deals that require memberships. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day -day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. 
whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-2468-751 and use discount code FRUITS. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Join us each week for Auto Smarts. You'll never know who will show up. Jay Leno, welcome to Auto Smarts. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Don Garlitz, thanks for everything. Thank you so much. Bill Engvall. And Bill, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. The one and only Carl Edwards joins us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is cool. So come on. Join in the fun. That's the Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. <laughs> most beautiful times of the year. So make certain you have a dependable vehicle to enjoy all those fall colors. Lace up those boots and visit Ride Now Auto Group in New Lexington. Our sales team will do a fabulous job of finding the best car for your needs. We have Buku vehicles in our inventory. At Ride Now Auto Group, you'll find new vehicles from Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and a great selection of used vehicles. We can match anyone's price on new vehicles, experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in New Lex, or see all the cars at RideNowAuto.com. This is Bruce Ridenauer with Ridenauer Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. Local folks have been coming to White's Mill for generations, and chances are it's where your great-grandparents had their corn ground into meal or feed. Today, White's Mill has been renovated into the most unique retail space around. You'll find everything from local firm pottery, Native American jewelry and leather goods, to growing supplies, pet supplies, and all your bird-feeding needs. White's Mill, because great service never gets old. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and, better yet, 1.5 miles, after the Richland Avenue roundabout on 682. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. going to get up to 66 today, but uh, the next few days a bit warmer in the 70s. They were going to learn about uh, today. That's the Hawking Athens Perry Community Action Program. Good morning, folks. Welcome. And uh, our guest today is uh, Claire um, Geisickum. And um, Claire, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Welcome. The, um, Thank you. You've had an interesting career. I was reading your resume, and you've been involved in all sorts of worthwhile organizations, including our friends down at WOUB and um, over at Penn State, all sorts of things. But, um, you know, there also seems to be a, a theme uh, where you, you, you're, you're keen on 
important in special needs. You know what I mean? And um, I was thinking, sure, sure. What, what, um, when did you develop that? Do you think it was something you've had in your life all the time, or did it come about as you became more and more educated through college and things like that, or what? Well, honestly, I think it was my my family. My family has always helped their community and even made it into their profession. Uh, my I come from nurses and teachers, and my parents both worked in public service. So, Where, whereabouts was, was this? A, well, this was in Warren, Ohio. That's all right. So up in Trumbull County. War, Warren's mm-hmm. okay. We can talk about Warren. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> we don't have anything against them. But, um, great, great. But, but not too far away, the point is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- yeah. when you come, when you look at, um, you know, I was looking at a piece of literature today, and I see this periodically, and it just drives me nuts. And it says, Athens County is the poorest county in Ohio with a poverty rate of 33%. Well, there's truth to it, but there's also so much wonderful things, so many wonderful things about our area. And this, that, that statement I always think is harmful. I mean, I think we need mm-hmm. to be aware of it. But, well, anyway, um, you know, Warren County... Um, how did they fare up there? Were they did they have a lot of troubles too? Yes, and I think it's different up there. My experience was different because I tell a lot of people, and actually Warren is the the county seat yes. of Trumbull County, right? And that a lot of people tell me, oh, so you're Appalachian too. And I have a hard time identifying with that experience because mm-hmm. we don't necessarily experience a lot of the same things that Southeast Ohio does. It's definitely more Rust Belt, where yes. there's a lot of urban blight and a lot of segregation based on zip code, and the industry is so much different. But down here, I've noticed that there is a lot of isolation and, you know, people, I think people like that. I think that people down here, I've, I've always, I've always loved the people down here because there's such a value in who you are as a person and not what you own. Mm-hmm. You know, no one really is impressed with the kind of house that you have or the kind of car that you drive. It's all about who you are as a person. And I think that that is my favorite thing about Athens County. And I wish that the numbers were different, absolutely, because no one deserves to live in such, such abject poverty. My father and used to say um, this, the, 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 this poverty thing is not um, well-deserved. Uh, that we should change uh, our expression from poverty to pulse, the pulse of the state, the pulse of, uh, you know what I mean. Um, right. And um, we, we have one idea of, of having a mini um, political convention here. And, mm-hmm. uh, again, throwing in, you know, in the halls of the, combo and so on and and changing our image down here from poverty to the pulse and uh, I thought it was really a powerful thing of course we only got so far with it and and uh, we could keep trying and maybe someday be successful but I, I'm just I love being here I moved here from Honolulu um yeah, <laughs> but I'm also from Worthing. That's Worthington. incredible. Yeah, I'm, I uh, uh, grew up, though, in Worthington, uh, Ohio, So uh, and then have lived many places since. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see here. Let's talk about HAPCAP. Now, you've been with that organization three years or so, maybe a little longer. Um, you are the manager of public relations. 
Now, uh, Kelly is the uh, executive director, Kelly um, Haddis, right? Yes. And mm -hmm. um, there's a number of really fine people associated in different roles of responsibility over there. Your location is that of, what, Gloucester? Yes, that is our headquarters. And uh, when, what year was this organization, HAPCAP, founded? I believe it was 1965. Okay, so um, that was the, quite a while yeah, ago. That was the year, yes, absolutely, over 50 years. <laughs> and um, let's see here, you sent me a note that said that... Um, uh, wasn't it LBJ who was on the, the steps of the Memorial Auditorium and announced his special program? Yes, it was right here in Athens County. Right. And the War on Poverty. Yes, and he had a very interesting quote from that speech about how this is community action is not a resource program. It's it's an action program. Mm -hmm. or, I'm sorry, I used the wrong word, a research program. And I think that for too long, Appalachia was under almost like a microscope or a magnifying glass where people were otherized for such a long time. Where it's how can people live like this in these mountains and with so little resources? And it pretty insulting yeah. <laughs> so community action came about to empower the communities that were already here and give people the resources to meet the needs of their own communities so we've been here ever since now um, the concept of HAPCAP uh, as we said founded in the mid 60's um, it represents three counties Hawking, Athens, and Perry. Uh, has it always done so, or has it been larger and smaller along the way? What? Well, actually, it's always been Hawking, Athens, and Perry, I believe, since 1966. Okay. Because back in the mid-60s when Community Action first started, because Community Action is a national partnership. Yes. And... We receive federal funding. We're the only nonprofit charged by the federal government to fight poverty in the United States. And so a lot of communities were eager to get that funding in the mid-60s when this started. So Hawking County started their community action. Perry County started their community action. Athens County started theirs. So they operated independently for about a year, but then the national office implemented almost like a streamline where it's, hey, uh, if you have a, if you, your community action organization must meet a specific population number. Mm -hmm. So that's why it fluctuates throughout the state where you'll have community action agencies that cover maybe four or five counties because the population density is so sparse, or you'll have one county. Uh, operating under a community action umbrella. Because so, they are so yeah, large in population. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, in the state of Ohio, how many similar organizations? Uh, I think I read somewhere 24? Um, yes. We have about 24 programs, I believe. Okay. Uh, give and take. <laughs> and HAPCAP is one of those 24. Now, um, so, uh, with, the, with the effort to try to eliminate poverty or lessen the hardships of poverty, uh, what are some of the things that a program such as HAPCAP focuses on doing? Now, well, let's back up just a bit, and I'll give you a little bit of direction. Sure. Right now, we've got other stuff that's also getting in the way. Not getting in the way, but challenging us and that's COVID but let's go let's talk about before COVID what were the main functions of a program such as HAPCAP well HAPCAP is unique because we are so large we have 
so many buildings and so many programs throughout our three-county service area, but we also operate the Southeast Ohio Food Bank, which covers an additional seven counties. So our reach in total is around 10 counties, and we cover issues ranging from transportation to food and nutrition to child, early childhood education, and we also offer utility assistance, employment program training to match people with the right careers so that they can receive gainful employment in a living wage. And then we also have a utility assistance program. So I know that I'm missing something. Well, <laughs> I, I, we, I put together a list last night, and let's see. So... Um, of their principal programs, HAPCAP that is, child development, and there's all sorts of things we can talk about there and will in a moment, community development, transportation you already mentioned, and, and you know folks, even the GO bus system is part of this effort, but there's also smaller things, more personal things like, um, well, if you need a, a lift um, to uh, the hospital or something like that. Um, our local Athens public transit. Logan has one too. Um, they're all assisted. Employment programs, right? Um, mm -hmm. Housing. You know, do you, is your house in good order? Does it need some repairs that you are unable to accomplish? Um, they can assist in that. Utility services, and, and and you already mentioned about some assistance with certain types of utility bills and so on. Food and nutrition, and more and more we are learning if people don't eat well, they aren't healthy, and it just creates a whole series of things that eventually happens. So. You know, with all these different important areas, mercy, it's a whale of a job, a whale of a responsibility. Absolutely. There are, I really commend our staff because they carry so much with them during the day when mm -hmm. they're trying to provide these direct services to people in really vulnerable situations. And if something happens where maybe we can't help someone, then they have to carry that home with them. And we have a staff of around 200 to 250 at, every given, at any given time. It usually depends on the time of year and the programs that we're operating. Sure. But, but we have a very compassionate and driven staff that is part of the community that they're serving. So many of us are originally from here. So I think that they're kind of our unsung heroes right now <laughs> because they they really have, have seen the worst on a localized level, but they still wake up every day and are committed to at least making the smallest difference possible for the families that we serve. Uh, uh, folks, let me just uh, uh, pick out a couple things. Uh, the first category I mentioned was child development. You know, if there's a family out there who has a toddler who should be wearing a child seat in a car, um, but the family cannot find one or afford one, um, that can be a, that can be made available. And uh, I'm guessing you have some sort of rotational program where. You know, after someone grows up large enough, uh, that can be turned back in. I could probably find two of those in my basement and give them to you, right? And uh, they could yes, be re so. recycled and, and put to good use. Um, summer camps. I'm just talking about children right now. The Head Start programs on all different levels. Um, you know, that's just one category. Uh, we already kind of mentioned transportation, the GO bus, and the Athens On Demand, the Athens Hawking Mobility Management Program, the public transit here in Athens and Logan, 
two different systems, but still. Um, golly, what if what if you got a utility bill and you just can't hit it because of maybe the COVID environment, or maybe you've lost your job, or maybe you've not had a job for a while. Um, and and first of all, they can help you try to find a job. I mean, you, you guys just do everything, and you do it well. And you've been doing it a long time. So, um, do you have a board of directors? Yes. And I assume their role is to try to keep uh, you folks aware of perhaps new things we need to pay attention to, or that maybe something you've focused on for a long time is no longer quite the same as it used to be, perhaps we can give it a little less effort and throw our effort into something else, right? Yes, I can't speak to how, what their influence is entirely, mm -hmm. uh, because I, I know that our division directors and our executive directors, they meet, they all meet every month. So it's definitely to keep abreast of what is happening currently in our communities because the way that our board of directors is kind of divided is that we have a group that represents the low income sector, a group that represents the public sector, and then a group that represents the private sector. Okay. So it's, it's a well-rounded group of folks who, again, are very passionate about making sure that Athens and talking in Perry counties are the best place for the families who live here to raise their children. You know, um, once again, folks, uh, if you tuned in late, our guest today is Claire Geisigam. And uh, Claire is the public relations manager for HAPCAP. And again, if you can't remember exactly what that acronym stands for, it's Hawking Athens Perry. Community Action Programs. Now, um, you've been on the, in with this organization since 2017, but before that, you were involved in children's services efforts and things like that. Uh, there's some similarities, aren't there? There are, and it's it's heartbreaking because so much of the effort of children's services is to mitigate the effects of poverty. Mm -hmm. And if you have a child but you're unable to provide a stable home, and that is when children's services can get involved. And it's just, um, I don't know, it's, it's, heavy, it's heavy stuff. And when I was working at children's services in Trumbull County, that is when I got introduced community action right and I I fell in love with it right away I saw the the folks working out of an old school building that had closed down and they had completely re-outfitted it to provide their services to keep people's heat running in the winter and I just saw how resourceful and innovative they were and I thought to myself this is this is what I need to be a part of. So I feel very fortunate to have been able to relocate down here because I got to know the Athens community while I was in graduate school. So this has just been a very radicalizing time, I think, for, for all of us. And I think that watching everyone come together, especially in a time like this, and the amount of support that HAPCAP has received during this difficult time, during this pandemic, it is, it's nothing short of inspiring. Well, um, you know, Penn State's, um, I'm sorry, Point, Point Park, that's right, Point Park University. I'm not too familiar with that, but that's where you got your undergraduate degree in, in oddly enough, in broadcast and journalism. Where is that located? Yes. Yeah. That's located. That's located right in downtown Pittsburgh. Okay. And yes, broadcasting was my my first love. Actually, I had my own radio show when I was in college. So, I I 
hit the ground running. I started as a producer and director with WPSU out of Penn State, mm-hmm. and I I loved it. I loved it so much that I went to Ohio University to get my master's degree in public media. And Athens, like I said, it's a very radicalizing experience. I think for for the people who you, you, I mean, I only spent a year here. That was how long it took to get my master's degree, and in that time. I was really transformed by my education and by this community. I taught in the School of Journalism, um, I guess, 10 years, and um, mostly grad students. It was fascinating. Um, Listen, um, okay, so, um, well, this is going to be a lousy question. Um, You know, you, you clearly have a heart for this. Um, what is something that uh, you also are inspired in that you've never been able to tackle but would love to someday? Oh, that's a really, (laughs) that's an amazing question. (laughs) I wish I was, oh, I wish I had a pen and paper to really think that out. Well, we could do another show someday. And you to give you time to think it over. But, um, <laughs> and I don't want to back off of our interest in covering HAPCAP issues, but right. I, I just pose that as something to consider. Um, and certainly, you know, with our broadcast needs here, we'd love to get to know you better. Listen, okay, well, let's talk oh, about sure. the current projects. Right now, given COVID and all this stuff that's going on, the Child Development or Head Start Preschool from children, uh, for Children. That's, that's a very important program. Um, they have to do it a li- they too have to do it a little bit differently than they have in the past. Uh, update us on that. Yes, so I believe right now that our current operations have to meet state-imposed guidelines just to meet the best health practices, best sanitation practices. So I believe in our centers, we can't have more than nine children to the classroom. Okay. And a lot of people are taking up advantage of our home-based programs currently, where they are meeting once a month, not once a month, once a week with a home visitor who comes for about an hour and a half to two hours and is able to teach the child one-on-one and also provide any needed services to the family. So our, I can't speak highly enough of our Head Start staff because they, what they see and the relationships that they build with our families, I mean, COVID was, through March and April, was traumatic for these children who had these relationships with their teachers and our center coordinators and all of a sudden just one day they couldn't go they couldn't go back to school anymore and not only could they not go to school but they couldn't meet face to face with their teachers Mm -hmm. where our teachers would drop off food to their homes and leave it on their doorsteps and reading logs and books and cleaning supplies and all of that and Mm -hmm. I, I went on a ride once, and there's this child that was looking through the window, and he got so excited when he saw his teacher, but then was just devastated when he realized that he couldn't go out and hug her. Oh, yeah. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm a I grandpa, think, right? I, I have, oh, uh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I have uh, six grandkids in Athens and um, haven't been able to hug one since March. You know, it just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And they range from a senior in high school to, um, you know, preschool. So I miss him terribly. Um, and I, I'm just worried that, you know, these are important years that, that maybe that'll soften um, the future uh, relationship. And I, I don't want that to happen. But I'm probably worrying about something that's unnecessary. But it's difficult. Now, now, even though we say Athens, Hawking Athens Perry, 
Um, you also are responsible for the Southeast Ohio Food Bank and Regional Kitchen, right? Uh, yeah. to, to a large degree, if not heading it up. That serves 10 counties uh, throughout our part of the state. And not only does it provide food, but it also provides senior nutrition um, programs, uh, so uh, educational, if you will, and making sure seniors are getting the proper diets and so on, not just food. And um, you also have uh, food pantries where people can go and check out food and take it home and prepare it. Now, that's really critical. And we keep hearing more and more about people who are, because of the pandemic, struggling. And uh, maybe they've been laid off in the, the job they had or else or severely limited in their income now. Um, so this is all done. How, how do I want to put this? Do you think anybody coming to ask for help feels embarrassed? Absolutely. It is, it is, and I, I don't want to put the blame on people asking for help because that is absolutely the last thing that I want to do. But one thing that I have noticed with the culture down here is that there is a lot of pride and a lot of humility. Mm-hmm. And people are very wary of asking for help. And what I've seen more and more is that there are people who are hesitant to ask for help because they believe that if they received assistance, if they received a food box, if they received money to turn their water back on, then that's taking it away from someone else who might need it more than they do. And that's, that's not the case. <laughs> we, we really, really urge people, you know, to, to not, not be embarrassed, not be ashamed, because that's why we're here. And that's why the programs are running, is to, is to make sure, I mean, if your water is turned off, you need your water turned back on. If your pantry is empty, then you need the food box. So I, I always urge people to, to never hesitate in asking us for help because that's why we've, we've been here for 50 years doing just that. And we're not going anywhere. And we're also some of the most understanding people <laughs> that I think you could meet in terms of what it's like to be in that situation. We understand the systemic causes of it. So that's one thing that I think that if I could, if I could really hammer home a takeaway from this conversation is that no one should ever be embarrassed to, to ask for help, especially in a time like this. The, um, y- you know, we have different extremes in weather. It can get really hot in the summer. It can get really cold in the winter. Um, you have some programs that adjust, right? Um, yeah. Like, well, specifically a winter crisis program, which gets underway here in about a month. Um, what, what's that meant to do? So the winter crisis program operates as a one-time benefit to turn your heating source back on okay. for the winter months. So if you receive a shutoff notice from your gas or electric company yep. and your heat is at risk from being shut off, then you can come to us and we will pledge the amount that it takes to turn your heating source back on. What if it's in disrepair? I do know that for the summer crisis program, we do offer central air repairs, but there are there are some guidelines for that, mm-hmm. and I I can't speak directly to it, and especially for winter crisis. But well, I you know I didn't give you my questions yeah. in advance. Uh, 
So, uh, I, you know, you're doing real good considering you didn't know what I was going to ask. But um, <laughs> the, the thing is, I'm betting that if they have something to assist with summer cooling, I'll bet you there's something out there to assist with summer uh, winter heating. So uh, we'll just um, we'll make an assumption there. But this winter crisis program starts November 1st, and it can help with paying for um, the the the, um, the heating source, meaning the gas or uh, propane or whatever it is that's being used. And um, again, people, please don't be embarrassed if things are tough. And it could be that it's COVID that's making it tough right now. Um, you know, it's not like we're not going to publish your name all over the place. You, this is done on a confidential, private, personal basis. Um, do you have to show need? Of course. But that's not hard to do. Um, did I say anything wrong there? No, absolutely not. That is something that we value is people's privacy and confidentiality. And also, if you make an appointment to speak with one of our intake workers, I mean, you'll find that it's just like talking to a neighbor. So I think that reaching out is definitely the hardest part. But after that, I promise you're going to feel so much better. There's a, a system called um, Athens County Microloan Program. What's that for? That is a partnership with the Ohio University Credit Union. Okay. And this is in response to the so many people who need to rely on predatory lenders for, let's say, a $600 car, car repair or an $800 medical bill mm -hmm. where let's say your x-ray wasn't covered by your insurance. There, there's so, we hear it all the time of people who don't have the money in their savings account to cover an unexpected $400 expense. I believe that number is like 40% of Americans, mm -hmm. something very drastic. Right. And so a lot of people rely on predatory lenders that tend to pop up in low-income communities and end up paying interest rates of, that are just astronomical and then find themselves in a vicious cycle of trying to pay off a predatory loan that was only meant to cover, a, generally speaking, a small expense. Mm -hmm. Like a $600 loan can end up turning into $6,000 if it gets out of control. And so this microloan program is an alternative to that where the interest rates, I, I can't, I don't remember if there are interest rates or not, but the way that this operates is it's, it's a local community action program and it's a partnership with a local financial institution and you're going to get that financial counseling and you can be assured that you're not going to get these surprise interest rates, and that you're. I mean, I've, I've heard stories of people getting their wages garnished because oh, yeah. they can't pay pay off a predatory loan. And this is this is the alternative. And so we are looking for people in Athens County that would be able to pay off a small amount of money, I believe, and I keep saying small, but I, it's microloan, mm -hmm. <laughs> my, my brain is getting its wires crossed. It's so all right. They're, they're looking for people who can pay off the loan within 12 to 18 months, I believe. So if you are thinking, you live in Athens County and you're thinking of going to a payday lender then this, I, I urge people to take advantage of this opportunity. It's on our website at hapcap.org. You'll find it under our news and updates, I believe. And you can also call our number and receive more information. 
Now, HAPCAP, the, the, the facility is largely uh, located just there in, um, um, like, Gloucester, right? Mm -hmm. And um, but surely you have other sites around the three counties where you've performed different functions. Yes. Yes, we have service centers which operate our utility assistance program, and in addition to other things. So, for example, our headquarters in Gloucester it has our accounting office. It has our community development office, our child development administration, and a couple of our transportation programs. But in Hawking County, our service center is actually the food bank. And okay. we operate a couple different programs out of that building. And then in New Lexington, we have a service center there, which operates our utility assistance programs. And the... Um the Hawking County facility, isn't that down there kind of near WLGN? Um, yes. Yes, right down the road. Yeah. And then where is the other one located? The last one? The New Lexington, yeah, the New Lexington Service Center is, it's right off, it's Lincoln Drive. Yes. Lincoln Drive in New Lexington, right next to the Kroger. So if you make that first if you make that first turn before heading into the Kroger parking lot mm -hmm. you will see our service center on the right hand side so you know and I don't want to um, do anything to destroy uh, what privacy they're supposed to be but if you had to guess how many people are currently being uh, uh, um, affected in a positive fashion by HAPCAP programs. What kind of number would you put to it? Oh, gosh. Well, I know that our utility assistance programs serve around 10,000 people a year, and our food bank distributes around 5 million meals wow. every year. And we also have the countless families that are touched by our Head Start programs. And so I think it's difficult to put a number on it. So um, I, Kelly Haddis, right? She's the yeah. uh, executive director of this overall program. Um, she or the board, is there something they say over and over, I wish we had that, I wish we had that. You know, every time they meet, they something that just really they wish for ultimately I think that our biggest wish is to be able to work ourselves out of a job where no one needs to go to bed every night thinking about where they're going to get their next meal mm -hmm where we have a strong public transportation infrastructure where everyone has quality standardized housing where every child has access to quality early childhood education where every young person ha is on the right track to receiving gainful employment there's so there's so much but one thing that I certainly think about a lot, and we have so many community partners who are able to provide other options. I think that when we're in between grant cycles and all of that jargon, <laughs> yeah. is I wish that we just had a big pot of money to fix people's homes. And, and because I hear so, I get so many stories in my email inbox, in our Facebook messages, phone calls of people whose floors are caving in, mm. whose roofs are leaking, who, or whose basements are, are flooding and there's a mold problem, and mm -hmm. there's uh, who, whose sinks don't work. And, and we do have the program 
to fix those really serious issues. But so the funding that you receive is it? It's largely from governmental agencies. Yeah, okay. we state is, funding, federal funding. Is mm -hmm. there, um, I know this is more harder to get, maybe, but is there some sort of opportunity for people to contribute? Just uh, say, yeah. say someone that isn't dealing with these problems, but they, they have some money and they could help. Yes, and that is, that's one thing I'm also very impressed with about Southeast Ohio is the generosity here. We do have opportunities for giving. If you go to our website, tapcap.org slash give, then you will be able to make a contribution to the program of your choice. We had a lot of people reach out to us when the issue of water shutoffs were kind of front and center for about a month during COVID. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple articles in our local papers. There was an article in the Columbus Dispatch, and there was an interview with Sherrod Brown, and there was a lot of social media buzz about the issue of people getting their water shut off. And so I think a lot of people who aren't familiar with how deep the poverty is around here. They were very shocked to hear that. And we had so many people just contributing whatever they could to, to make sure that people's water could, could get turned back on. Could, sure. Should get turned back on. And I was just, I was very inspired and motivated by that. Well, what have we, um, we, we've got about seven minutes remaining. What, what is something that I should have asked, but haven't and and you think it's really important so i should not have overlooked it oh <laughs> yeah I, th I thought that this was a very beneficial conversation i i've i've really enjoyed talking about our work and it's something that i could do until i'm blue in the face but i think that the most important thing that people can do right now is one there are actually two things i lied <laughs> So the first thing that you could do is fill out your census. Of course. Because the the census is what is able to provide us with the data to make sure that we request the amount of funds needed from the federal government to get to get the programs that we need on the ground and to make sure that we have the funding to cover the population that is here. And so if we're undercounted, then we're underfunded. I chair so, the uh, the every ten year um, census twice, N not recently, oh, but, yeah. but I've and uh, oh, it's so odd um, how how complicated it can be to get an accurate count. Um, let, let me throw another topic out here. Not that we couldn't continue on that one, but. You know, we've had a lot of fun with Joe Burrow, right? Uh, it's been fun to watch yeah. his uh, his uh, college and Heisman and now pro career come together. Um, but one of the things he did out of the Heisman was uh, encourage people to give uh, support to the, I think, the Athens County Food Bank. Um, now, that's, that's kind of you guys, right? Well, it's the Athens County Food Pantry, okay. and they are a member of the Southeast Ohio Food Bank. Okay. But they they are their own 501c3, okay. and so yes, they 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 were able to see to receive that tremendous gift from Joe Burrow and the people who made it possible mm -hmm. to to kind of kickstart that fundraiser. And so, yes. I mean, but at least the goal, the goal that you folks set for yourself for food and nutrition help in our region uh, was enhanced tremendously by what happened with that. You know, even if it, it even if it didn't directly go through HapCap, 
the goal right. the goal so it was did bring mm-hmm. go ahead right it did, it did bring the issue of hunger front and center mm-hmm. but one thing that i that i will say is that the the first step in mitigating hunger and preventing it is actually the SNAP program. So food stamps. And we have a tremendous advocate for the food bank in Columbus. Her name is Lisa Hamler-Fugit. She is the executive director of the Ohio Association of Food Banks. Okay. And she is very vocal about making sure that we receive adequate funding for food stamps because not only does that put money in people's pockets for groceries, it puts money back into the local economy too. And so that kind of brings me back to the the second thing that people can do to help community action is vote. Voting on November 2nd is crucial and voting in May elections is crucial. May I ask, uh, just that, that, does HAP, mm-hmm. CAP have something appearing on the ballot? No, not okay. not not this time. Okay. Normally we do have, uh, we have a senior nutrition levy that okay. can pop up, uh, I believe, every three or five years. Okay. And sometimes transportation levies are discussed, but this time there, there's, there's no HAP, CAP, uh, related issue on the ballot, but um, but we still really encourage. Well, on the census, to the census is critical. Um, you know, right. if if the city of Athens, just the city, reaches twenty five thousand and one, it changes all sorts of funding opportunities for better streets, all sorts of things. Um, if the county hits a certain mark in certain areas, it helps things they can do uh, because the larger the population um, the, the more um, from the top down they support you so I get it I get it Claire Geising, Geisigam um, listen uh, anytime you want to jump in and Push HapCap and uh, other organizations you're involved with. Feel free, just get a hold of me. And uh, what, how do you wind? How do you want to wind this up? Well, I think just uh, hammering home those those last two calls to action is go to my2020census.gov and to make sure that your vote is counted either on or by. November third. Mm-hmm. I um, I once in my life I've had a what do you call it absentee ballot when I was in the service, um, and then this time you know because of the COVID thing we got absentee ballots and we're going to vote today. So, oh, wonderful! Yeah. Okay. It's a good feeling, Claire. Thank you. Let's keep in touch. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Dave. Dynamite. We'll see you later. Okay, HapCap, folks. That's uh, Bye-bye. HapCap, it's a a critical program uh, in our region. It does so many good things, a wide variety of areas. Um, They have a good website. I looked it over last night after I got back from Columbus, and uh, lots of good information. So let's, let's help take care of one another, right? Okay, what's the clock say? 59.32. We got uh, like 10 seconds. We didn't get to the Coach Art Turf Show today. We'll try to do it tomorrow. By the way, on Thursday, it'll be the mayor that we'll have on the air. The air on the air. The mayor air of on the air. To Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour. Your home for original reporting. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett is on the hot seat in the Senate. Questionings begun at her confirmation hearing. Republican Lindsey Graham hoping to dispel notions about Barrett's faith. Can you set aside whatever Catholic beliefs you have regarding any issue before you? I can. I have done that in my time on the Seventh Circuit. If I stay on the Seventh Circuit, I'll continue to do that. If I'm confirmed to the Supreme Court, I will do that still. Democrat Dianne Feinstein asked if Roe v. Wade should be overturned. If I express a view on a precedent one way or another, whether I say I love it or I hate it, it signals to litigants that I might tilt one way or another in a pending case. On something that is really a major cause with major effect on over half of the population of this country who are women, after all. It's distressing not to get a straight answer. Barrett is expected to undergo at least 11 hours of questioning today. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell debated his Democratic challenger Amy McGrath last night. His one job is to help America through this crisis right now in passing legislation to keep our economy afloat so that people can make ends meet. And instead of doing that, he is trying to ram through a Supreme Court nominee right now. The senator defending the delay in a COVID stimulus bill. Yeah, we've been negotiating, trying to put something reasonable together that actually attacks the problem. We couldn't get a single Democrat to vote for it. People on Social Security won't get much of a cost of living increase next year. It'll go up 1.3 percent. 2020's increase, 1.6. About one in five Americans receives Social Security. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend is talking about the night his girlfriend was shot to death during a botched drug raid at her apartment. Kenneth Walker in an exclusive interview with CBS's Gail King. Who did you think was at the door? If you're saying who is it, who is it, and you're not answering. Because it certainly doesn't sound like a friendly knock. I didn't have a clue. That's why I grabbed the gun. One officer was charged with wanton endangerment for firing into another apartment. Drive a Chevy Bolt. Government safety regulators are looking into a possible fire risk. 